Hey yo, what's poppin' my magical, marvelous, mystical starseeds? I hope your year has been as contagiously cosmic and celestial, and maybe you felt the energetic boat rock in the same way I have. Kidding! <laughs> but there has been a lot of energy streamed to us from the cosmos, and I think a lot of people have been facing new aspects of themselves and stepping further along their soul's path and journey. Today, I want to talk about the dark night of the soul and experiencing the void along with divine timing, wavelengths, frequency, vibration, and how to make it through all of it. It's been a really long time since I've made one of these, so long even that when my annual subscription on Podbean came around for renewal, I didn't even renew because I wasn't sure if and when I'd be back. That said, I've been called in the direction of making episodes again, so here I am showing up for myself and answering the call. Like I said, it's been a long time and it's been a hard year for me. I had an inkling it would be a toughie, but I had no idea the ride I was in for when the year started. I thought, oh yeah, a sprinkle of shadow work here, some energy cleansing baths there, throw in a few cries a week and we'll be good. <laughs> But instead, I went through what honestly feels like the longest fucking winter of my life. I mean, this shit just dragged me. Extremely transformative, of course, but damn, I thought it would never end. There were so many changes, so many shifts, so many deaths and rebirths, so much growth. I feel like I'm always saying that in my episodes, but the truth is, once you start your awakening, that is the process. You just repeat it over and over again. The last time I publicly produced real content was my February 22nd videos on Instagram, which were controversially terrifying for me to make. I covered all sorts of topics from the COVID vaccine to energy gridding, and since then I've sort of been dealing with and working through what I'm here to share today. I sit here today and I'm coming from a point in my timeline where I'm coming back up. By that, I mean that as souls having a human experience, we all have a timeline that's greater than what we can perceive in the present moment. While this timeline sounds linear, it's actually more of a wave where it goes up and down, up and down, up and down, over and over again, to infinity in every which way. I actually received a lot of downloads about timelines and how they work with our life and our past and future lives, which I'm hoping to share once that teaching from the universe is completely clear to me. Anyways, throughout my winter season, I kept going down on my timeline towards the trough of a wave. I thought every time I went lower, I would surely start coming back up towards the peak, but I didn't until I hit this void. I hit an absolute rock bottom low, and I know the feeling because I've been there all too many times. I know what you're thinking, that sounds exaggerated. How can you hit rock bottom so many times? And my answer to that would be because my spectrum for experience is super fucking intense and my timeline trends with that. I knew I hit rock bottom because I had all the classic characteristics of hitting rock bottom. No motivation, depression, leaning on weed, feeling like everything was meaningless, negative internal dialogues, and this feeling of absolute nothingness. The void, something I've felt so many times before. The void has always been the worst. I mean, at one point when I was in high school, the void straight up lasted for like two years. I didn't know who I was, what I wanted, what I cared about, how to change, how to move forward. Life seemed irrelevant and pointless. 
no matter what I did, it didn't seem like things changed or got better. And me trying and seeing no tangible results just sunk me further down into the depths of darkness. This void was different. This one felt the same and also completely the opposite. I was low. My awareness of the experience was different though. Every time I let myself slip into old coping mechanisms, I had to sit with these loud messages of, why the fuck are you doing this? You're past this. You know this doesn't change anything for you. You know it makes it worse. And I had to sit with it. Every time I smoked, every time I exploded into a self-sabotaging rage, every time I spoke negatively about my life and myself, Every time I avoided something out of fear, every time I played into my old ways, I heard part of me screaming at myself to stop because we knew this wasn't right. But there was frustration and anger. Why am I back here? Where did I fuck up? Why am I being punished? A year ago, things were so clear. I felt so great. I had zest for life, passion, a vision for my dreams, and now I'm literally at the opposite end of the spectrum. Why am I being punished? Ego, of course. And the worst part was, I knew it was ego. Every move ego made, I saw its game. I knew its game. I've been working with this mofo for a few years now, and this fucking hoe was just fighting me for survival, and I knew it. And yet, I was still letting it win some battles and I was choosing to give in to it because it was easier. It was familiar. The part of me that was feeling like nothing mattered was just like, alright, fuck it, we ball. Let's just go do whatever because nothing matters. What the shattered fragments of myself really meant are, we're sad and hurt because we've made so much change and progress and we really thought things are better and now we're back in low territory and it hurts to be back somewhere we thought we were beyond. In all honesty, the cycle of hitting rock bottom is a cycle I'm extremely familiar with. It's a cycle that has always provided me with massive exponential growth after hitting rock bottom. The come up is insane. It's intensely ethereal. It's the most mind-blowing expansiveness that feels like a sober drug trip full of magic and sparkles of color. That said, it's a brutal, rough cycle because the polarity of it is so great that you question how the fuck you could have seen things the opposite way, which of course makes you feel insane. What I will say is ego always fights the hardest when it's close to extinction, aka integration, or losing its power over you. It has power when you stay in the old energy, patterns, and limitations. Not when you evolve and anchor more soul light into your experience. I'd like to say after my experience dealing with this recent rock bottom and void that I've grown past this cycle, but the truth is, I have no clue yet. Time will tell. I did, however, want to share my experience. No because... No reason in particular. I just wanted to share it, so here I am. Maybe some of you can relate. Maybe it will make you question your own low experiences. I don't know. So from where I am right now, I'm in spring. 
finally. (laughs) Since coming out of the void, out of the darkness of winter, it's been a transition. There's always a seasonal transition that you have to deal with, and this transition was just fucking wacky. While I was experiencing the end of winter and coming into the light of spring, I was thick in a void of nothingness. I felt like an empty space unoccupied by anything. Instead of feeling like something was wrong with this, like I had in the past, I knew that this was right where I was supposed to be. Smack in the middle of empty space and feeling the uncomfortable discomfort of it. I was meant to feel it all. The biggest toss-up is normally I would want to avoid this, and at first I did. I would smoke or binge watch TV shows or zombie scroll on Instagram, and I could hear myself getting absolutely bored of the distractions. The inner message of stop grew so loud that I couldn't ignore it. I couldn't avoid this empty discomfort. I would start a distraction and within seconds stop because my body and energy didn't want to distract. They wanted to feel this uncomfortableness. I would sit there and just feel the pain, feel the uneasiness, feel the discomfort. I'd cry a lot. I'd comfort myself by feeding or hugging myself. I did this a lot. I sat with all the pain and uncomfortableness. Sometimes it would go on for several hours until I felt cued towards a new direction. I started having daily conversations with the universe all by myself. They lasted a long time, they were emotionally charged, and I always felt better at the end. What came up to the surface from those chats were limiting beliefs I needed to address and heal, shadow archetypes I had ignored for years that wanted to be seen and integrated, old stories my ego fed me to keep me in the same patterns, awareness and clarity of why things had to be and were how they were, how my energy was changing and shifting and where it was going. This next part was the weirdest part. So I felt like an empty space for the most part and I knew it was okay to be empty. That feeling, that was important and right where I needed to be. I didn't need to try and change it, fix it or fill it. What would happen is I would get waves where a version of me would come down from outside of my physical body, anchor themselves in the driver's seat and drive the vessel for some period of time only to leave once they were done with whatever they intended to do. Basically, think of it as having three glasses of water. One glass is empty, that's me and my physical body. One glass has black tea and the other has white tea. The black tea was the old version of me, the one that has existed for my entire life. The one that held on to all of my wounding, trauma, limiting beliefs, my ego programming, my shadow fragments, my old ways of existing, my old patterns, you get the gist. The white tea was the new version of me, the one that I was becoming, shifting into. It was free of the limiting beliefs and old stories because it had integrated them and healed. It had new patterns and programming. It had more love and light. It was anchored in high frequency and vibration. It was the version of me that makes my dreams reality. It was 3D versus 5D me. 
I want to be clear that neither is better or worse. They're just different expressions of my energy. One is programmed and conditioned by the external world, and the other is programmed and conditioned by my soul's light. They're both a part of me and my human experience. That said, a higher force, likely my higher self, would take turns pouring one of the teas into the empty glass, allowing me to experience that expression of myself temporarily. Usually, it was to provide me with the chance at healing, integrating, or activating. And then it would pour right back out into its original container, leaving me empty once more. The black and white, the old and the new took turns with me. I was always aware that both coexisted simultaneously, regardless of which tea was currently filling me up. This awareness is what allowed me to begin shifting out of the void, out of the transition, and into spring, into anchoring the new expression in. It took time. It took a lot of choice to move myself forward. I began tuning my heart to frequencies like peace and love, feeling those and streaming them into my body. As I streamed them, I'd see how much I could hold. I practiced holding more high vibrational frequencies in my being with the intention of preparing my body to hold more of my light than it had before. It wasn't easy. I was streaming multiple times a day. Anytime I felt low, I'd allow myself to be present and observe the emotion and feel it but detach in a way where I didn't interact with it. Once it had been felt and run its course, it would begin to flow out of my body and I would begin anchoring a higher frequency in afterwards. Slowly, with consistent effort of streaming higher frequency in, I began to desire to anchor more of my new expression into myself by choosing to act, speak, and think in ways that supported it. I set out to start choosing my truth every day. I always chose to anchor some aspect of my light in. Some days were hard and I fucked up and fell off the wagon, but I met myself with forgiveness and love. I met myself with tomorrow will be better. And it was. I continued to choose to believe in myself and the expression of my soul that was trying to come through. This generated momentum and things continued to come in more frequently and strongly. Soon, I knew for sure that I was in spring. I was getting floods of ideas, honoring each one. I was making progress on my website again. I was still healing shadow aspects that came up, but I was different. I had more love for myself. My perspective and vision of myself and my dreams changed. I believed in myself and my dreams again. And now here I am. There are still hard days and hard moments. There's still stuff that gets in the way, but from a wavelength perspective, things are on the upward trend again. The positives outweigh the negatives. I've showed up for myself in a new way, a way that I haven't before in the past. I feel new. I feel like I was reborn. I still have days that are awful where I really stumble and fumble down the rabbit hole only to find myself back in a dark wonderland of my shadow and ego's creation. And when I'm there and that's my perceived reality, I can still self-sabotage. Whenever I do, it doesn't take me long to realize what I've done. And I feel guilty. I feel angry and sad. 
I feel disappointed and shameful for dipping back into the old and giving it power. I feel scared that I've fucked things up beyond repair for however I chose to play into the darkness. And once I'm there and I sit through the temporary state, I begin to shift into a moment of forgiveness. I begin unweaving the karmic web I wove for myself. I take back the negative things I say and I affirm the positive with authentic love from my heart. I affirm the truth. I apologize to myself and any others that I drag down into it. I actually take my hands and I physically feel for the darkness in my energy field and I stretch it out with my fingers away from me to create free space closer to me that I begin to fill with love, forgiveness, and light. I begin to create what I want in that space. I visualize, I feel, I dream. I do it authentically though, and I don't think that's as easy as I thought it was initially. When I first started the practice of manifestation on my spiritual path, it was a lot different. Sometimes things would happen, sometimes they wouldn't, sometimes they would take a really long time. Where I'm at right now, things go a lot faster. I've learned just how powerful my energy is, which is why when I do self-sabotage and slip back into the old, I work to correct it energetically within 24 hours time. I've realized that where I'm at vibrationally, what I say, think, feel, and interact with is what I'm energetically charging and I've realized how potent my power is. If I feed the negative and the old, I watch it play out typically within a week's time. It sounds pretty quick, but it's easy to manifest because there's so much energy within my field and spectrum that is familiar with that frequency and can bring it on quickly. Creating more love and light in my field, anchoring more positive and high vibrational energy is something I've been building up in my energy bubble. I've been feeding that wolf and choosing to interact with it. The more energy I put in, the more I attract it, and I know that because I've experienced it. I don't think I could be where I am today without the winter I had. It cracked me wide open and the light seeped in through the cracks. Consciousness and awareness grew exponentially. My intuition and psychic abilities developed even more. My ability to handle my darkness and pain expanded. My understanding around choice and my energetic power increased. I've now lived through what I would call a dark night of the soul experience. I've had these phases before and this was another. It awakened me even further. There is a level of energy in me that wasn't there before. So many beautiful things were birthed from this darkness. I could go on and on about it, and I think someday I will. Someday I'll share about my kundalini activations, my downloads, my mystical out-of-body experiences, but for now, I just wanted to tell you about my lows, to remind you that everything has a purpose. Some people really hate the quote, everything happens for a reason. They say, how can you say that? How can that possibly justify all the pain and suffering in my life and in the world? I'm not here to convince you that it's true. For me, that quote has been my saving grace. Through all the density, pain, emotional turmoil, struggle, suffering, and trauma, through all the hard moments and the hard months, I've always asked myself, how is this serving my greatest good? 
I can't always get the answer right away. Sometimes I can get it in the same day. Sometimes it takes a week, sometimes months, sometimes years. But it always comes through. Always. That's why I think it's so important to be gentle with ourselves. To trust that whatever it is, it's here to transform us into something greater. Whatever the challenge and the problem, it's divinely created and our higher selves understand that even when our human selves don't. Our ego and shadow can't comprehend it, but our soul can. We have the choice of choosing to trust our soul or choosing to sink down into patterns of victimhood rooted in darkness. We can choose both. We can experience both. Fuck knows I have. Eventually, we will reach a place where we choose the soul and our real truth. That timing is different for everyone. Human time and divine time work in different ways. Just because we want to choose our truth and our soul doesn't mean we will choose it. Sometimes we have to choose the opposite because that is what will bring us through a transformative metamorphosis to get us to actually be ready to choose our soul and our truth. If you feel like you're doing it all and not seeing any changes, not seeing any positives, be gentle on yourself. Your experience is important. Sometimes being in the trenches is what we need to get us where we're going. The divine works in crazy ways. Eventually you'll get to a point where you recognize your own divinity. That you are internally God just as much as there is an external God. I know what an ego trip that sounds like. I guess I mean it in the sense that you are a representation of divinity existing as a human, experiencing this physical experience as a piece of God within God. I know that sounds confusing, but you try explaining eternal oneness and let me know how it goes for you. Without the dark, there would be no light. How would the stars shine if it wasn't for the darkness of space? We can't become our light and anchor it until we've worked through the darkness. That comes in different forms for all of us. Darkness isn't a bad thing. Light and dark can't exist without each other. To become one, we have to transmute the other. Even then, it's not about eliminating one, it's about integrating both into us because they have to coexist. It just becomes about how you balance both and where you choose to experience yourself and your reality from. My experience of my most recent rock bottom and void has taught me that neutrality and space aren't bad things even though we've been conditioned to feel and think that they are. We exist as ourselves when our light and dark balance. When the good and bad outweigh each other and bring us into neutrality, it can feel like we're doing something wrong. We aren't. Experiencing enough balance in both to foster neutrality is an integration of light and dark, an integration of polarity that brings us to a greater place of wholeness. This is what brings us back into our divinity. This is what brings us closer to our soul and source. Recognizing that as humans, we have shadows and egos that are designed to comment on our experiences and create karmic patterns that shape our expression in reality only so that we can recognize that 
and begin undoing it all. Karma isn't just a bad thing. There's good and bad karma. We create it, work through it, and reap the soul rewards of it. By integrating all aspects of ourself and our energy, we come into a place of unconditional love for ourselves. We see ourselves from the same level as the divine, knowing that whatever comes our way, we're equipped to handle it. It's a lesson, not a curse. As long as we support ourselves and love ourselves through the process, even when it's hard, we'll make it through. I notice as I'm coming to the end of this, there's human judgment coming up around all that I've said. Things like, why are you sharing this? Does it even matter? Do you sound like some high horse spiritual guru who speaks about metaphysics and energy in vague ways that sound like they make sense, but people really just take it as a fuck you that's unrealistic? <laughs> judgment. <laughs> Such a human thing. Not everything is love and light. We are conditioned to want that. The New Age movement has sold us the vision that that is what we can have. In some ways they're right, and in some ways they're wrong. By anchoring in our higher multi-dimensional selves, let's just throw 5D selves in there for spiritual buzzword's sake, we will still experience challenges because we will still be dealing with experiences. The difference is how we deal with it. It will come from a place of unconditional love and acceptance of all aspects of ourselves. Our awareness will allow us to see ourselves and our reality with clarity and choose the best way forward back towards the source and center of our soul. It will be this heightened awareness and understanding that will allow us to shift into a state of unconditional love and acceptance when things get hard, which will change how we experience things, which will change how we create our reality and how we program our patterns and our future experiences. It's all connected and intertwined. Our timelines will always be wavelengths. The experience of them is variable and we have the power to choose that. When things get tough, choose to focus on where you want to go even if it's vague. Don't focus on where you've been and where your mind tries to tell you you're going, especially if it's negative. I guess I'll end this by telling you guys about some things that really helped me through this last winter and transition into spring. Number one, mindfulness. Whenever I started feeling the wave of an emotional shitstorm coming on, I did my best to stop. I'd pause myself, take a breath, and actively pull myself back from where my mind and thoughts were trying to take me. We like to think through our emotions instead of feeling them. So I slam the brakes on, take a breath or two, and I allow myself to detach from my thoughts. I focus on where I can feel the emotion in my body. What sensations my body's giving me. Am I hot or cold? Is there tension? Am I restless? Is it in my hands, my shoulders, my chest, etc.? I notice what urges I have, knowing that they're just urges and not something I need to act on, but they provide me with valuable information about what my body and emotions are trying to tell me right now. What needs aren't being met? Then I identify the emotions I'm feeling and I validate why they make sense that I'm feeling them. 
This can look like it makes sense that I feel sad and angry right now because my job application was rejected and I put a lot of time into it. It makes sense that I feel anxious and fearful because I currently feel pressure around money and this event makes me feel like nothing is changing at this moment in time. I validate why the emotions make sense and then I tell myself that I am not my emotions. My emotions flow like the wind and new currents come all the time. I sit back and I feel the emotion. I let whatever wants to happen, happen. Maybe I cry, maybe I curl up into a ball, maybe I stretch. Whatever the feeling needs, I let my body do it, but I don't let myself interact with it on a mental level. This will naturally let the emotional wave start passing. As it does, I tune into the changes in my body. Am I less tense? Is my heartbeat slowing down? Is my jaw relaxing? After I mindfully check in with my body, I shift to being mindful with my external environment. What can I see? Can I smell anything? What can I hear? What can I touch? How does the universe want to communicate with me right now? I focus deeply on the present because that anchors me and my energy back into the present where I have power and out of the past or the future where my energy has no power. At first, it might be a force, but every time you find yourself drifting off into trying to analyze, react, or interact with the emotional wave or darker aspects of yourself, stop. Bring it back to the present. Bring it back into your body or focus on your external surroundings. Once you've centered yourself in the present using mindfulness and you feel calmer, like your inner world has chilled out a bit, you've successfully shifted your nervous system and your energy, and now you're in a place where you can take action or make a decision that's more aligned with what you actually want for yourself. The way I approach this situation is by asking myself, what does the new version of me want? Or how would she act in this situation? What would she do to support manifesting the life and the version of herself that she wants? I consider what my highest vibrational self would do, how she would act, what she would think, what she would say. And then I do my best to act as if I was already her. One of the biggest things I've learned about manifesting is that to attract what you want, you have to act as if it already is. Even if you think you've dug the hole too deep, it's never the wrong moment to switch gears and change your energy and start putting it in the right direction. Be patient with the process. It takes time to anchor what you want down into yourself and your reality, but it can only be done if you begin preparing your vessel and your life to hold that sort of energy within it. Number two, get out and move. Change your surroundings. Go for a walk, stretch. If you want to change your state of being, you have to change what you're doing, even in the smallest of ways. I would highly recommend getting some time in nature. Our pineal and pituitary glands in the brain, which correspond with our third eye and crown chakras, thrive with nature exposure. Getting time outside will help you open your mind up and open your energy up to more than you're currently experiencing. There's a Japanese practice called Shinrin-yoku, which is also known as forest bathing. 
Trees give off something called phytoncides, phytoncides, some sciencey word like that, <laughs> which react with us in a beneficial way by reducing our stress hormones in our bodies. I actually tried guided forest bathing for the first time recently, and it was great. In general, getting out in nature, getting green time, and being present and mindful during the experience is really great at exposing your energy to new forms of energy. Grounding by walking barefoot on the earth is a great way to change the energetic charge in your body since earth emits excess electrons. These electrons will help change the electrical charge in your body and your energy field and sync you with earth's rhythm instead of any static rhythms you've picked up on from other external sources. Also, vitamin D is key to feeling better, so if you aren't getting enough sun exposure, getting more will really help shift your state. We're like all living things, moths, plants, animals. We all need exposure to the light to live, and when we aren't getting enough, it can fuck with our state of being. Number three, practice forgiveness with yourself always. No matter what you do, how badly you think you fucked up, how guilty and shameful you feel, how much anxiety you have, how much anger and hatred you have towards yourself, practice forgiveness authentically. If you say or think a bunch of negative things, forgive yourself for it. Actually apologize to yourself and afterwards allow yourself to forgive. This is a self-love practice. You have to be willing to love yourself enough to forgive yourself for your mistakes or wrongdoings. You can't change without that. You have to work on the relationship with yourself and heal it to begin changing it completely. Number four, when things feel hopeless, meaningless, and like the world's against you, tell your ego to fuck off. <laughs> it doesn't get to win. It doesn't get to convince you that that's true because it's not. It is one small layer of your experience that ego projects out as being the truth of all truths. Ego doesn't want you to change because when you do, it ceases to exist and have power, so it will do all that it can to convince you that of course things can't change. <laughs> when you hear that negative little voice, tell it to fuck off and affirm that you know the opposite is true. Ego works in the reverse. Whatever it says, translate it into the opposite and that's actually the truth. So you can't do it becomes you can do it. Everyone hates you becomes everyone loves you and admires you. You're judged becomes you're seen. You're small becomes you're a big special star here to shine. Even if you don't believe it at first, write down the opposite, say the opposite, and tell ego that it doesn't get to win and drag you down because you know what the real truth is. You can know something and not feel it. That's the first step. Eventually, you will feel what you know, and that's integration. Number five, ask the universe to help you understand why it's all happening. Ask yourself why it's all happening. Ask why. Don't ruminate on it, but ask and you shall receive the answer. Trust that. There's a practice I use to get the answer sometimes. It's what I would describe as sending my consciousness up and out of my body. Not in a dissociative way, but think about shooting your energy and consciousness up above your current self and life so that you can see things from a higher perspective. 
Once I've done that, I have a bird's eye view similar to how the divine watches over our souls and things make a lot more sense from there. I can see and perceive things in new ways. I can understand the as within, so without mirror. The pieces start fitting together. It's not an easy thing to do and it's taken me time to develop, but if it's something you're interested in learning, I can help you with it in one-on-one -on -one energy coaching sessions. Number six, don't be afraid to outsource and get some form of help when you need it. That can be therapists, energy healers, shamans, talking to friends, talking to the universe, talking to family. Whatever and whoever it is, you don't have to do it all alone. The important thing here is getting clear around what you need to support yourself in the moment. Ask yourself if it's something you can give yourself, and if you can, do not outsource. This will only reaffirm that you can only receive validation, support, and love externally and weaken your trust in yourself. One big theme for me throughout this dark night has been recognizing that I need to give myself love, acceptance, validation, and praise rather than just seeking that externally. It helps to get these things externally because it feels good, but ultimately on the self-love journey, Realizing that we can give ourselves unconditional love and support is an important part of the process. If it's something you can't give yourself right now or help yourself with, reach out to the right sources. It can be hard to be vulnerable. It can also be hard to know when we need something outside of ourselves or if we have it within us already, but outsourcing feels more safe and familiar. That's certainly a challenge I've been experiencing and growing from. Okay, before I get to number seven, I know I just mentioned outsourcing and my one-on-one -on -one energy coaching, but I figured I'd drop a quick little something in about my spiritual offerings, even though it makes me super uncomfortable, but here it goes. I do offer psychic intuitive tarot readings, which are super helpful at getting a deeper understanding about your soul's energy and what's happening in your energy field. They can be really helpful about answering any lingering questions you have about yourself and your life. My clients have been able to gain clarity about their energy blocks, how to move through them, and how to integrate their shadow and ego so that they can activate and anchor more of their soul light. They've also understood greater karmic themes and what they're here to create for themselves. I'm also a shamanic practitioner who offers shamanic healing sessions. Soul retrievals heal and reintegrate soul fragments that have broken off due to trauma. I can also extract negative energies from your body and energy field that may have burrowed their way in. And power animal retrievals are where I assist you in reconnecting with lost power. Things such as creativity, freedom, sensuality, and self-expression, and the animal guide that helps you anchor that energy in. I also offer dream interpretations and my one-on-one -on -one energy coaching, but that's enough about me. I've done it, I've checked the box, woo! <laughs> okay, number seven, be patient and frame things accurately. When you're in a challenging place, it can be easy to hyper-focus on the negatives, but you should be focusing on what you're doing to change. Write it down, keep a list. Track the small moments of joy and magic that come in. 
That can be anything from seeing a cool bird, speaking of which, three turkeys just walked by my window, <laughs> to finding a new song you like or eating something delicious. Find the small moments of positivity and hold on to them or at least acknowledge them in your conscious mind. I have a gratitude journal that I write in every day at the end of the day. I fill it up with everything that brought me even seconds of joy. I highlight what I'm thankful for, what is good in my life. It helps you feel lighter. Number eight, listen to your heart. Let your heart, not your mind, navigate you through. Thinking about how can I fix this and change this will have the opposite effect. Asking your heart, what do I need right now, will elicit a much more honest response. Maybe you need to draw. Maybe you need to sing in the shower. Maybe you need to go for a run. Maybe you need to write. Maybe you need to cry and cuddle with your pet. We are in an era and time where we're shifting from a lower chakric dominating energy system into the heart chakra, which is our bridge into the upper chakras. You'll know it's your heart when it makes you feel good, even if it doesn't make sense or seem like it will have a lasting impact on your state of being. One of the best ways to shift into your heart and out of your mind is to imagine yourself breathing through your heart chakra. Maybe even place your hands on your heart. Think about what it feels like to be inside of your heart, behind your bones, having blood flow in and out of the four chambers. It seems really detailed, but when you think about what it feels like to be somewhere you've never been, your logical mind shuts off and you become more heart-centered. You can make it anywhere. What does it feel like under your fingernails? What does it feel like behind your belly button? Whatever weird feeling you want to try and feel. That will let your logical mind shut off because it can't understand this. You'll notice the body becomes more relaxed and your mind is less active. From there, proceed to bring yourself into your heart. Imagine it happening and ask yourself, what do I need to know right now? Or how can I support myself most in this moment? Pause and listen. Don't doubt the response. Don't question it. This is your intuition guiding you forward. Trust it. Trust yourself. Listening to your heart is what will let your intuition navigate you out of darkness and into higher, lighter places. Initially, it is the unfamiliar path for most of us. Number nine, don't always try to fill the void. Sometimes it isn't meant to be filled even though we've been taught to fill it and we've been told that when we do fill it, we'll feel better. Use your discernment here around what's right for you in the moment. Again, it's all about trusting yourself. I think I'll end it there on number nine. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening and thank you for your patience. As always, I'm here to answer any questions or even just have a dialogue with you about your thoughts or experiences. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at aces.portal. Peace and love, my peeps. <laughs>